Welcome back to another episode of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. And for today's episode, I am joined by Jordan Flowers, the co-founder of the Amazon Labor Union. Jordan, how are you doing today? Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, man. Really good. Feeling good. Feeling great. You know, another day, another, another fight. Appreciate you being here. So obviously, you know, I want to talk to you about Amazon Labor Union you know, how y'all started all this, where it's at now, where it's going. But before we do any of that, the first thing I want to do is focus specifically on you, you know, like how you came to be at Amazon, like why they were kind of targeting you in the first place and some of the ways they targeted you because of your disability. And that's kind of where I want to start at. You know, I first came across your story specifically after More Perfect Union put out a video with you in it, talking about how you had lupus and how, Amazon kind of came after you when you were looking for accommodations. Can we just talk about that a little bit really quickly here? Uh, how, when did you find out that you had lupus and what were some of the challenges of working for Amazon while dealing with that? So I actually had lupus since I was 12. I'm 24 now. So 12 going, yeah, 12 going to 13 years now. Um, uh, my lupus, sorry, my lupus is basically, uh, I had two kidney failures. Uh, I was at the age of 12. I had to be homeschooled. Uh, I was on chemotherapy and, uh, I mean, at the time I didn't know what lupus is and lupus isn't even a big thing in my family. So for me to have it, it's still kind of mysterious to know like how it even got, like how I even got it myself. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Um, yeah, I've had lupus for 12 years now, 12 going into 13. Right. And what was it like working for Amazon while trying to deal with that all the time? At first, it was all right because we wasn't working so many harsh hours. We were working our normal t 10 hours before peak season. Uh wasn't too harsh. We didn't have rate. We were a fairly new open building. So uh, definitely it was it was easy. It was easy on me at first until after first, uh, first peak season of 2018. And what exactly changed at that point? And, you know, what were some of the accommodations that you felt like you needed to, in order to keep up with the, with the new like rate of, I guess, pace that Amazon was implementing? Uh, definitely bathroom breaks. Uh, again, with kidney failures, I'm, I have to use the bathroom a lot. I have to take a water pill. So definitely bathroom a lot. Uh, but it was being held with TOT, time off task. And to, to combat that, again, I, I had filed for accommodations on my profile. It stated that I had a disability. But Amazon has never reached out. So I already seen right there, that was a red flag. that Amazon didn't care about my disability. So they weren't even like let, willing to let you go to the bathroom without it being considered time off task. Can you just explain for people who might not yeah. know what is time off task and how does that come into play here? So uh, time off task, uh, in, in, in my sense, I used to be a picker. So I used to do a lot of Amazon robotics, but when I didn't do robotics, I was a picker. So when I used to be a picker, I used to sit in the station for again, 10, 12 hours, sitting in the station, hitting a certain rate, 400 units an hour, that um, even the slightest break, as soon as I stop picking and step away from my machine, you're already on a timer. Yeah. And every item you scan back to back is on a time limit. So when you scan one item and don't scan the next one for the next 15 minutes, that's 15 minutes time off task because wow. you had a 15 minute gap break, a uh, gap period when you didn't scan nothing. So we're talking like even before shift, like, 
you do clock in at 7, 10, 7, 15, and by the time you get to your station, you got pods sitting there already. And again, you're already on the time limit. Like as soon as you clock in, you do your stretches, you go to your station, then they're already clocking you from when you first pick your first item. So it's definitely, it was definitely like a big, it was it was a scary tactic that Amazon was doing to make sure everyone was working and consistently uh not trying to take no breaks. Right. Now you had you had a, a, a correct me if I'm wrong here, you had a medical event in like 2019, which led to you ended up like being fired by Amazon. Can you talk just a little bit more about how that played out and exactly how you got reinstated afterwards? Uh, definitely. So 2019, uh, it was the night before I went to ship. It was that Tuesday night. I forgot the specific date, but uh, I worked Wednesday to Saturday. So that Tuesday night before I went into work the next day, I was in the hospital for high blood pressure. I was at risk for a stroke. And I had told the doctors where I worked at, and they told me not to go into work for three days, stay out, sorry, to stay out and, you know, help lower my blood pressure before I see a doctor to go back to work. I went in the next day, showed HR the letter, stating from the hospital I had to stay out. And Amazon coded me out, but after that, that was what started the problem. Amazon didn't tell me how long a, a short-term leave was. I didn't know it was seven days short-term. So me taking three days, they tried to use my own personal time to cover for it, which I didn't have. But again, yeah. I had a note stating I had to be out of work. And Amazon was battling me, trying to, trying to already trying to terminate me, but they couldn't because they knew the medical issue and the medical problem. Right. But for some reason, again, you know, I'm just another human. And, you know, I, they can quickly reinstate me. They ended up terminating me. I filed a charge with the department, uh, not the Department of Labor, uh, the EEOC. The equal opportunity, uh, yeah, the equal opportunity uh, center. Sorry, to uh, to go back in, and again, I just told them the short case that I I got fired from my medical issue. I just want my job back. This is the only job I could really get right now. Uh, Amazon ended up reinstating me uh, right back at the end of the summer of 2019. Okay, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna obviously that wasn't the first time that you've had to deal with being, you know being hired and fired by yeah. Amazon. We're going we're to get into that in a minute here, but you know, let me just, let me just talk about the repercussions of not having your job, right? Because obviously, you know, you ended up being terminated by them again a little bit later, but when you didn't have, I guess, when you didn't have access to your employment, how did that affect your ability to get the medication that you need and the ability to see the doctors you need to see for lupus? So, I mean, that kind of falls into now also because, um, Due to my last termination, I actually haven't seen my doctor since. I was supposed to see my doctor at the end of September. Yeah. That's when I got terminated. So the last time I really seen my doctor was August. Wow. So I haven't seen her since then. And I don't even know if I'm on the kidney transplant list still, but I actually just called my doctor today. So that's actually good news that we even talked about this, that um they're going to end up just doing blood work for me and looking at my numbers and seeing how I'm doing for now until I get my, med my medical insurance, which should kick in in March. So Right. Um, definitely, uh, even with the medications, uh, medications was hard. Cause I mean, at, at first it's easy with co-pays of 20, $25. I was working, it was easy to get, but I'm, we're talking about a handful of medications, 10 to 12 pills a day, you know, right? That, like that, that's already a lot of money. That's probably $300. I don't even have. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it was a lot of limitation personally. It was like limited my medication. So it's like, it's like kind of slowly killing myself, but like it's trying to hold on to the amount of medications I had to, you know, same take on a daily. So, but uh, definitely um, it, it was hard trying to pay for medications and, you know, medical bills and trying to see the doctor. So yeah, I'm almost what, five months 
12 months I haven't seen the doctor. So yeah, definitely. Right. And let me just like kind of ask you this next point. Do you believe that at any point in time, Amazon really ever considered your your condition whatsoever when they were considering whether or not to let you go? Well, I think that decision is kind of being thought about now because uh, Amazon has been contacting me about disability and uh, the Hartford, which is their insurance, to see doctors and be on disability. But now the funny thing is I'm not an employee. So how are you guys offering me this if I'm not an employee? Right. It's, it's cover-ups so they wouldn't get in trouble. And at the same time, it's the fact that um, they said that if I get my appeal, so I'm still waiting for my appeals process months later also. And yeah. if my appeal doesn't go through, these disabilities in the Hartford is going to be pointless because that means I didn't get my job back. And I wasn't fight, I wasn't trying to lose my job. I wanted accommodations like I stated. I was trying to keep my job. Not right. to quit, but just trying to get what I needed. But again, Amazon terminated me. And this is what they're doing now, trying to cover up their tracks by giving me all this disability and accommodations, but I'm not even an employee. So, right. And and again, just to, just to kind of like hammer this yeah. point home, when you say accommodations, you are asking for, for bathroom breaks. Is, is Was there anything else that we're missing here? Well, um, no, it wasn't so, at that time, it wasn't so bad. It was just definitely bathroom breaks. Yeah. But later on, you know, it gets worse. Like, now I'm only kidding. I have to watch what I eat. I got to watch what I'm doing inside the building. I got to, you know, and then we're also talking about COVID here. So yeah. definitely, being, definitely having kidneys filled in COVID is a big red alert. And Amazon wasn't taking care of that. So definitely, uh. COVID was what kind of strike me to stay out of work. And then I just stayed out ever since 2020 of, of our first workout, our first workout. Right. Now, I, I want to transition like slightly here to, you know, being involved with the Amazon Labor Union. Is it fair to say that the experiences that you had trying to like fight for accommodations was one of the things that led you to wanting to join with the other co-founders of the Amazon Labor Union? So, uh, when we, before ALU, we could... Uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned the Congress of Essential Workers, TCOEW. Okay. That's actually uh, what started us. Me, Chris Smalls, Derek Palmer, Joel Bryson. That, uh, you know, we actually, we were like-minded friends. We were great friends. We always worked together. We had the same shift. We always hang out. And, you know, one friend says a great idea. The other one says a great idea. You know, you're you're a great friend. You want to tag along. I mean, that's what started us. And that's what made our friendship happen. And, uh Definitely uh, traveling the world with them, exploiting Amazon and letting them know that, you know, the profits he's making, he's using it in his house, his super yacht and all that, that he could give that money back to the community and help us during COVID yeah. is what kind of struck us to also start a union, which was also the vote in RDWSU in Bessemer, Alabama. Right. So that kind of struck us home that we come home, JFK is our community. We already know a ton of workers. So it's like, we just got to put our foot on the trenches and get our, you know, get our necks out there and start talking to workers. So ALU happened to be formed, and months later, you know, the victory won April 1st, 2022. So. Absolutely. And, you know, be kind of like backtracking a little bit here, I wanted to also touch on the other two times that you had to deal with being like hired and fired here. What yeah. what were the other instances that led to, you know, you getting your job back after that first time in 2019 and then being let go again? Take, walk us through that a little bit. Uh, so definitely, they, those were all wrongful termination. So the the one in 2020, yeah, June 15th, 2020, I actually got a call from Amazon HR saying that I got terminated, but they quickly reinstated me. That's just a quick sum up. Was 2020, then 2022, at the end of September 27th, I had a, I had an award show and I had got an email saying that I was being terminated, but they stated that I voluntarily resigned, which again. 
I didn't sign nothing saying I resigned. I didn't want to resign. I'm there trying to fight for accommodations and to keep my job. Right. So definitely um by them stating that I voluntarily resigned, that's another tactic that I said that was a that's a red flag that Amazon's using anything now to terminate people. Right. So we have now a pattern of, you know, you just trying to ask things for things, you know, wild things like bathroom breaks, you know, trying to provide a better work culture for you and other people who are working at JFK eight and Amazon, you know, quietly trying to get you out of there for X, Y, and Z reason that all seem to be wrong for terminations. Right. So I I definitely want to go into a little bit more about how this led to, you know, like forming the Amazon labor union and what the next steps are now that you have been formed, that you're recognized as a union. But before we do that, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have more with our guest, Jordan, please stay tuned. Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage inspired clothing, shoes and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at Betty'sDivine.com. Welcome back from the break, everyone. Thank you for sticking with us through this episode of Independent Thought. So we had mentioned before the break, you know, how the Amazon Labor Union got formed. But this is now the third time that I've had someone come on the podcast and actually be involved directly with trying to unionize you know, a particular location for Amazon. You were the only people to actually successfully do it so far. Can you just walk us through this this process a little bit? How exactly were y'all able to get people to come together and I guess overcome the the union busting tactics, the fear that comes with wanting to start a union? Like talk, walk us through that process a little bit. Uh, for one, again, Chris was a manager. Derek was like manager and entry level worker. Me and Ger- Gerald's been a union man, and I myself, I haven't been a union. This is my first union, but uh, definitely um. Again, the community of JFK, we've been there for more than four years. So it wasn't as much as hard as trying to convince the workers. It's just 
trying to talk to them about what a union is. Right. So now we're actively engaging. So we had merchandise, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, pins, you know, you can name it. We would, you know, we were actively giving it out to workers, actively engaging with workers. Uh, even before the certification and before we won, we had employees lose their job and we helped them get their job back. Yeah. Um, even hosted parties. Amazon wasn't so big on parties, but during the campaign, we'd have a barbecue. Amazon wanted a barbecue. We had like a movie night. They wanted to do a movie night. You know, so they were just kind of biting off what we were doing outside, organizing, trying to use it inside. But it backfired because, again, we realized a lot of Amazon employees were scared to talk right in front of the building. Right. Either right in front or at the bus stop. So our next tactic was we'll bring them away from the building. So even yeah. before our office, we started having little events. We'll have an event in Brooklyn. We'll go to Manhattan. Uh, during our rallies, we'll have some employees come out, come to the rallies and talk to us. And uh, it, it was it was those little factors that just us actively engaging and showing workers how we can get their jobs back before actually being a certified union is what made our, made our community stronger than uh, stronger than uh, before our election. Before we, yeah, before we even uh, filed for the election, it's what made our community strong. That's what right. I like to say. That um, while while we're actively doing this and we're actively getting jobs back and we're actively talking to workers, you know, we're just going to start spreading it in the building. And again, like I said, I mean, at this time too, we're, we're feeding workers. Amazon don't feed workers. Mm -hmm. Amazon has has a tendency of like bringing this trash food. I'll be so real with you. The food is trash. <laughs> Thanksgiving, I can't even tell you what the hell they were feeding their employees, but I can tell you that, you know, we had, like, again, we had things, we had gave out food for Thanksgiving, we had a holiday party, we made sure that, you know, these workers were actively getting fed and not BSed around, so, right. that's, yeah, that's what really made us, uh, you know, help us win, I should say. Let me, uh, let me go a little bit further with it. You know, I'm sure that the part of the process of trying to cultivate relationships, you got to talk with people ask them like what's important to them, so on and so forth. When when you were talking to people who were kind of like on the fence about wanting to actually like vote yes and become part of a union, what were some of the things that people were telling you were some of the, like their hesitations and how did you find a way to convince them that a union was the right move? Uh, so it was kind of, it's kind of a back and forth thing. So uh, with workers voting yes, but we're scared to vote yes, it's because that with Amazon, if you said, the word union inside the facility it's like an automatic termination it's like the curse word you never want to say hey, church right so um let me stop you really quickly there is that isn't that illegal yes but amazon got billions of dollars so they don't care okay actually it's funny that you even stated that so um fun fact in the congressional hearing they had 2020 or 2021 with all the major companies yeah. amazon stated jeff bezos stated that they make their own policies that could uh, com com uh, comfort them and not the workers. So basically, if I wanted to change, if me and someone got into a fight and I wanted to change the rules, I had the right to do it because I don't know my own policy and Amazon just does it to, how can I put it? They do it to where it benefits them over anyone else. Mm. So he don't even know his own policy. So that's that's where I'm really trying to get through. So um, with Amazon, they again, with the voting yes, workers were scared that if they voted yes, that they'll lose their job. So to counterfeit that was the merchandise. So with us wearing our shirts inside the facility before everyone really started getting shirts, Amazon couldn't mess with us because we were active union, not active union, but you know, actively organizing. So they couldn't, they couldn't. So what they did was they put uh they put a thing where there's a policy where you cannot organize on your day off. 
Or if you come into work that same day, you only have 15 minutes to come in, 15 minutes to get out. So that's how they started. But again, once we started filing ULPs, which is unfair labor practices with our lawyers, and we had workers start wearing their shirts, we seen that Amazon started falling back because they, of course, they don't want no more lawsuits. Right. Sorry. So um, definitely, um, sorry, I lost my track. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely them, uh, definitely them using the shirts was a, a great factor for them to be protected and not be scared to union, uh, unionize and organize. Yeah. Now, obviously, you did win your election back in April of last year. And just recently, you got recognized as an official union. So let me just let's go out into the future a little bit. Now that you have been recognized, do you believe that Amazon is finally going to come to the table and recognize the ALU and try to, you know, like organize, well, try to like help you negotiate a contract? Personally, no. We're talking about a billion dollar company who's prolonging this court system as long as 2020 when we first started. But at the same time, legally, because we are certified and we are the official union of JFK, they have to sit down with us. They have to legally sit down with us. Now, when do you expect that might happen? Could be next month, two months. But I mean, right now we're planning pressure on workers to, you know, start stepping up if they want to be in, in the union more involved. That would help us get close to our contract bargaining because now we have more voices inside that building who will stand up for workers and workers who stand up for themselves to you know what, if I don't want to be here, I want to walk out until I get a contract and better, uh, better, uh, sorry, better wages and, uh, better, uh, sorry. Working conditions. Yeah. Work conditions. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Let me, let's actually, let's go into that a little bit because, you know, I'm always interested to know what exactly a, a fair contract looks like. So when you're going to go sit down with Amazon, you're going to start, you know, talking with them about what exactly the stipulations of the contract should look like. What are some of the key points that you're hoping to bring to the table for protections for workers at JFK? So for one, definitely a uh, proper PPE, better protection, better COVID testing. Still, even though they say COVID's over, you know, people still catching it to this day. Uh, number two, definitely higher wages. So we actually starting a campaign now called Fight for 30. So Fight for $30. We're talking mm-hmm. about a corporation who made billions of dollars in the last few years. Yeah. Billions of dollars as we speak. Just say it like that. Billions of dollars as we speak. That um, these workers are, should be able to make thirty dollars uh, an hour. We're talking about we living in New York City where living wages is rising every year, right? And it's hard for people to maintain a home, an apartment, condo, wherever this living situation is. That uh, a fight for thirty should be better, and we we know, but at least at least that if we push for thirty, that you know Amazon knows that like we need this community to come back to the community. We right. need that you know these these workers are working hard every day. Family, moms, dads, kids going back home to their parents. That you know they deserve higher wages where they live. So definitely fight for thirty. And the last one, uh, definitely equal equal opportunity for everyone. That uh, Amazon has a tendency of having a lot of white managers during the day shift, and then colored overnight. And that most managers that are colored during the day or assistant managers. That they should be, they should have the opportunity to be a regular area manager. Mm-hmm. That Amazon doesn't give that to everyone because they have a lot of favoritism. So they'll pick and choose who they want to move up. But right. we're talking about like myself. I was their best technician. I've been putting promote. Uh, been trying to get promoted. They didn't want to give it to me. They wanted to keep me at an entry level work. But even as we speak now, there's been workers getting terminated at at like twenty two, twenty three dollars an hour 
just because they capped out and they're not trying to promote him. So what they do is they terminate them and then rehire him back at $17. Wow. So this issues that we're talking about with Amazon, you know, unfortunately it's not unique to them. You know, we're seeing similar practices. You know, I, I saw workers going on strike last year that were working for Frito-Lay, you know, Nabisco. I mean, just e e companies across the board trying to organize for better. You know, Trader Joe's, Apple, REI, so on and so forth, Starbucks, obviously. Does the ALU have any interest in helping workers unionize that aren't Amazon workers? Is that something that's down the line for y'all? Or are you just going to always just be uh, a union for Amazon workers? Well, uh, we will be uh, workers for Amazon. Work. We will be a union for Amazon. But we, again, we have been, we've been in touch with Home Depot workers trying to unionize. We had Starbucks workers union. We've been in contact with a lot of outside unions that also want our help. So we do give, we do show support and we do step out on a picket behind if they ask us to. And, uh, you know, because their fight's our fight and our fight's theirs. So, you know, we're all in this is one. You know, I'm going to ask you a question that some people might get annoyed by, but I think it's an important question to ask. You know, a lot of times when people who, you know, kind of in and out of politics, they'll ask a question like this. They'll be like, hey, if the job's so bad, why didn't you just leave and find another one? And so I always think it's important to ask people that question because I think people should hear the answers to why why people choose to stick around and organize and, you know, versus just leaving to find something else. Um, definitely. I mean, I, I could say it again. I was 18. I was making almost $700 a week. This was my first full-time job. And I'm talking about uh, insurance, stock unit, uh, even um, retirement funds. Uh, what do you call it? A Fidelity uh, 401k. You know, we're, talk we're talking about the set the age of 18. Like, that's spectacular. But at the same time that, uh, you know, I needed the money. I, I live by myself. I live I had my mom and dad with me, but they both moved. I got animals to feed. You know, like this is the only job that was putting a lot of food and money on my, like clothes on my back, food on the table and food to feed my animals. So, I mean, yeah, there were times where I wanted to quit, but there were times like I was like, I have to just stick through it until I find something else. Right. And lastly here, what is like the number one takeaway you want people to have from this conversation in regards to your story, Amazon, and what's going forward for the ALU? Uh, one thing uh, is definitely... um. For me, I would I would say customer wise, like, you know, just watch how you know, just think about all the problems we go through on the daily inside these facilities that we, you know, we we really slave these hours to get you your products, your, your the orders you 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 order online, and it's not that we're saying not order, but just limit the orders because COVID's still around, COVID lingers around on co uh, boxes for twenty four hours, so that you know we're bringing it to your community. Like we're honestly delivering this virus to your community, and you know, to, around the time like we were trying to limit that, but definitely support your local business. Like, go out. I know you can get anything from Amazon, but the same thing you can do on Amazon. You can go right to CVS. You can go to your local deli. You can go anywhere. You know, just grab it. You know, that puts back money back to your community. You feel good to put it back there, whereas, you know, you're putting money into a billionaire who don't even care about his own employees. So that's that's one thing I really want uh, people to take away from this. Jordan, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today. You know, thank you so much for the work that you're doing and for coming out here and talking to us about it. Where can people, you know, find you online and find out more about, you know, like what you're doing and what the Amazon Labor Union is doing? Uh, definitely for the ALU, Amazon Labor Union. On Twitter, it's at Amazon Labor. 
And for myself, it's at J-A-Y-Y, capital T-C-O-E-W on Twitter. Um, post updates daily. And, you know, we always make sure we have we have other buildings that are actually in talk. So we're all working with other buildings. So just besides JFK, we are spreading news for other buildings that are starting to get involved with ALU. Thank you so much. And for those who are interested, those links will be in the episode description. So make sure that you go down there and check out those now. Uh, thank you for everyone who listened to this episode. Please share it on social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, wherever you spend your time at. Tag Amazon Labor Union, Independent Thought. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will see you in the next one. Thank you. Hey everyone. Got three quick things here for you before we close out this episode. One, be sure that you're subscribed to the podcast because we have an epilogue of this episode coming later in the week. We recorded a few extra minutes tacked on to this conversation that you just heard. So be sure not to miss the epilogue, which will come out in a few days time. Secondly, if you did like this content and you want to support what we're doing here at Independent Thought, please sign up for our Patreon, which helps to create what we're doing here in the future and helps us sustain what we're doing. That link can be found in the episode description. So click down there now and you'll see the link to our Patreon. And lastly, Independent Thought is looking to increase our team. So if you are interested in joining Independent Thought and helping us create more content, better content, DM me on Instagram at Independent Thought to learn more. Thank you.